Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. Would you, okay, so you joined the army. If you were to choose a different branch, can you say that publicly? Uh, um, I would choose the, the Air Force. Okay. If I didn't go to the Army, um, but um, I'll choose the Air Force. Cause, but I don't know. I'd rather do the Army because the Army has a better promotion system. Mm. The rest of them, their promotions are slower. Okay. Um, but the Army promotion system is left fast. But you got to work hard. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, but the Air Force they take care of you better. Like if, if um, let's say like an airman come and live on an army post, mm-hmm. they'll pay him more for cost of living. Oh, because the army accommodations are subpar to the air force. That's what I heard. But like when it was in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. the air force lived in hard buildings, and y'all lived in shacks, mm. not even two by four plywood. Buildings. Wow. Had about ten people living in it, separated by a six foot. Um, <laughs> 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 separated by six foot plywood. Yeah. It's tough, you know. And like you talk on the phone, everybody hear your conversation. Yeah. You know, I'm married, but I'm living in in like a. A hut and most of the, all the soldiers younger than me they single so I'm trying to talk to my wife and stuff it's, <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it, it was challenging yeah I can imagine yeah but you know the pilots they need they needed their rest not all of them are pilots they all got same huh. jobs like we have but they got like different different you know skill sets and stuff because of the air force equipment and stuff but most of them it's a lot of jobs it's like same in, oh. in so, the regular mm-hmm. world. Whatever you can do out here, you can do in the Army or Air Force, Navy, Marine. Are they all, as part of being in the Air Force, Do they, are they all, they're all able to fly planes? No. Really? Right. Common misconception. Uh, I would assume. Some are just like, so they need fuelers too. They have fuelers. Mm-hmm. Um, they need mechanics. They need um, people that, like radar detectors hmm. run that type of they need uh people who load missiles up on the plane yeah they got that's a particular job just weapons <coughs> um yeah can you transfer branches yeah you can oh you can mm-hmm. oh wow i really thought it was like gang type of stuff Nah, you can transfer Blood and die if out. you no you just gotta once you fulfill your contract you can do whatever you want to do after that Oh, after the contract. Yeah. So not like in the okay. Yeah. So we have I've, I've seen several people come come over from either Navy, Marines, and and um, Air Force. They come to Army mm. or Army go over. Like the band, it, every branch has their own band. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you got to be good on certain levels to be in certain bands. Mm. So. Hmm. The intricacies of the military. Mm-hmm. People are like, 
Yeah, you know, you have got a contract and everything. You, you're committed to that. Right. You sign a contract every. So it depends. So, like my first contract was four years, mm-hmm. and then a year before your contract is up, you can resign another contract. Okay. And so, I was in Iraq, and they gave me another bonus. Mm-hmm. And while you're in Iraq, this it's tax free. We love that. <laughs> and so you get all your money mm-hmm. without paying any type of taxes. And so, and then I came home on another tour to Iraq, and then I went to Afghanistan, and then I re-upped again. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to ten, you locked in. Oh, to, for all the benefits. No, nah, for the rest of it, you can't. You 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 don't get out unless oh. li- unless you yeah. I think yeah. Once you get to ten, you're indefinite. Oh. If you um, so that's why I got out at ten. Um, I don't think it's no more contract unless your contract expires. So if I if I sign up for twelve, if I'm at year twelve, mm-hmm. I think this still work this way. This I would if I like year twelve, and I'm making rank like I should. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't have any more contracts. I gotta go to twenty. Oh, and you can okay. retire at twenty. Okay. So if I would have stayed in, I would have retired at thirty eight years old. Wow. Kind of crazy. Yeah, being retired from the military at thirty eight. Hmm. Getting a check every month, every first of the month, just by waking up. If you wake up, you get a check. Mm. Isn't that what you want? Yeah, but the Lord didn't. He didn't see fit. The Lord didn't see fit. He wanted. He wanted me to do something else, and that's how I'm here today. Mm. And we are here today mm-hmm. to talk about this sermon. Welcome everyone to uh, this episode of MTZ Overflow. I'm your host, Cassandra Thorpe, and I'm here with the pastor of Mount Zion Baptist Church, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen Sr. Good morning. Good morning. Um, So we're in the sermon series, I'm Healed, talking about Minority Mental Health Month um, here in July. And uh, I just want to say I do love when you shout out A.V., um, so shout out to our newest member, Kim. <laughs> he was, I know he, <laughs> he was like, oh, I don't know, I don't want this, I don't want this. But we, we told him, it's like, hey, when you're up here, pastor may bring you into the sermon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so um, today we're going to talk about the sermon, I am committed, mm-hmm. uh, and we are referencing first Corinthians ten thirteen, which in my review, I think about Corinthians. We, most of the times when I hear about Corinthians, it's chapter 13, right. where I talk, love, be patient, love, be kind, love does not envy, love does not boast. But you know, there's other chapters that are in, in that book. Yeah. And so, um, and so we're, we have Paul, uh, who is here talking to us about God being faithful. So tell us, where is Paul? Why is he writing this? Who's it to? Right. Yeah, so this this is... Um, <laughs> I, I went that way. 
This is Paul's letter to the church at Corinth. Um, Paul is what we would consider the second greatest person in the New Testament next to Jesus. Um, some attribute Paul to writing 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament. And, and Paul is really trying to help this church. Some would say this was a corrupt church. Some would say that they were, um, didn't have things right. That's what Paul had to write so many rules and regulations of how to handle, how to be a church. And I think we can learn a lot from these writings to the church at Corinth because they will help strengthen, uh, and develop and lift us as the church today as we attempt to move forward to be um, ready when he come without a spot or a wrinkle. And so this is just Paul. He, he's trying to help them understand who he is and understand who God is and just trying to tell them how to live life. And that's uh, to this church. And, you know, Paul um, has visited this church. He's been with them, but he just wants them to live their best Christian life that they can. Yeah, and this isn't the only church that Paul wrote letters to, correct? Mm -mm. So, no, most of his writing are epistles, um, letters to the church at Galatia, Ephesus, Colossians, um, Corinthians, Corinth. Um, yeah, those churches, uh, he was trying to write, write letters to those churches so they can be able to um, understand how to be Christian. Most of them was Gentile led and not not Jewish. They weren't a part of the Jewish faith and so I mean Jewish uh, race. Mm -hmm. And so he was trying to tell them how to live like Christians. Good. Um, which uh, that teaching of living like Christians is um, it's good because not everybody knows. It's like, like, be a Christian. Well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And so to have um, text that supports that is, is good for the Gentiles at the time and then for us continue to our current day. Uh, and I liked the lens that you put it through as we're talking about Minority Mental Health Month and uh, the focus on addictions right? and all of the addictions that um, happen within our lives and either we've experienced them or we know people that have um, directly or indirectly experienced these addictions. There's the ones that we probably automatically think of, drugs, alcohol, um, pain pills, and then um, getting into some of these other ones that we may not always think of as addictions, like having your phone, social mm -hmm. media, gambling, gaming, right. which I understand releases the same type of uh, enzymes right? Um, as do drugs, alcohol, uh, and sex addictions. And so I th uh, that makes it more relatable and understandable, I think. Because when I immediately think of, I have an image in my head of what I think addiction looks like. But in reality, it doesn't always look like that. Like I think addiction of like homeless and mm -hmm. raggedy clothes right. and, you know, can't really 
fend for themselves, but some of this addiction, it's it's in our face all the time. Right. Some people, you know, they they just can they function. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, I was reading, if it's in here, I think it's in the sermon, reading how some people say they have more control when they are inside of or using their addiction than mm-hmm. when they're sober. Uh, because, you know, you committed to something that's like, I'm going to do this all the time. And I wish, like, I can be addicted to eating right. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Right? Uh, I can be a, a, addicted to, ex- you know, at one point, no, I was, um, like, addicted to running. Mm-hmm. I, I was, uh, I go through my spells, right? right. <laughs> well, every year <laughs> yeah. I got to get my run in, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it, you know, because it's just that, that those moments that you can be free um, mm-hmm. from anything else, only what, what you're focused on. And so, just because someone is addicted to something, no, it, no, not looking like Pookie from off New Jack City. Uh, right. Not looking, you know, you can be addicted to stuff that's destroying you mm-hmm. um, so bad um, that, that we can't see it, but it's just internally and mentally destroying you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, gambling, um, sex, pornography, people really struggle bad with with those types of things mm-hmm. that uh that we're we it's not obvious on the outside mm-hmm. um and so that's why we, we just you never know what people are going through and what people are dealing with um unless they tell you yeah because i've 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 had um no, i'm a pastor of a church right mm-hmm. so i've had people come to me that look like they have everything together mm-hmm and they're totally broken. Mm. I'm like, and I was like, you, mm. you dealing with that, right? It's just, it's just no, it's no appearance. You no, know, it's nothing. Someone, there's no standard, unless you see someone that's uh, like they totally out of it or something. And mm-hmm. so, we 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 that we just never know what people are going through. And so that's why we always need to be praying for our brothers and sisters and always lifting them up mm-hmm. and not, not trying to pull anyone down because we never know mm-hmm. what someone is enduring. Yeah. Yeah, we never know that. Because like you said, that on the outside, it can look all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even, uh, when I was going back through the notes, I was just thinking of um, where I used to work, we would play basketball in the mornings um, at like at LA Fitness and stuff. So we were in there like 6 a.m. Mm. And there was a woman who was always on the treadmill. We'd be in there for like an hour, two hours in the morning, and she's just running. She was there before we got there and was still running when we left. And like, yes, you're committed to the gym. You're committed to fitness. But I, th- I think we need to do a better job internally of recognizing when that's a sickness mm-hmm. when that's a, a, a body uh, body dysmorphia I think that's the the name of it because um, it's a it's positive oh you're working out you have a routine but you're addicted to that and you can't function and it's taken over um, it takes a large chunk out of your life and how you make decisions in order to get that quote unquote high All right. Uh, from that thing 
um what what do you think about the your response to people who may say well I can stop when I want to <laughs> or everything in moderation right right so yeah like you would tell people well I'm not an alcoholic I only drink on the weekend but every time you drink you drunk mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know of course you know now nothing against drinking I don't feel I don't think the Bible say anything against drinking you no know, the Bible said don't be get talks about drunkenness don't be get to a place where you be controlled by um, this substance. Um, if you can stop when you won't, just why don't you just stop? Because people say that when they've often hurt someone in the process. Mm. Because your addictions are so self-centered that you don't think about anyone else when you are committed to just chasing that that high right Mm -hmm. or that desire that want you want it more than you want anything else and so since you you are so engaged with that addiction you'll gamble your rent away Mm -hmm. um you you'll commit adultery or 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 you'll cheat on your spouse you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. uh you're drinking drive right um and then you you're you'll sell your possessions to to buy the drugs or whatever it is Mm -hmm. because you're so centered on it that you forget about everything else and 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 so when people say yo i can i can quit whenever i want to Mm -hmm. we'll just do it Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and but sometimes you know we just we need help and when we're at that place where we say hey i don't need help Um, that's when we need it the most because we 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 really are not acknowledging the issue mm-hmm. or the the situation we're not fully acknowledging that it's hurting us and it's hurting others around us because we're so focused on on that particular addiction thing mm-hmm. that that's that's holding us back and so when people say that I say well stop mm. um stop you now because it's hurting you more than it's helping you and and so we got to really figure it out yourself because if you're going to stop anything or help your life in any type of way you have to be fully committed to it mm-hmm. and if you're not fully committed to it it's just going to fall apart because you're going to say yeah I can do it and I know I only can speak for myself when it comes to exercising and eating right I'm good for two weeks that third week I fumble mm-hmm. and fall off. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh two weeks I'm looking good, feeling good, and then dang. But if I had somebody helping me, pushing me, holding me accountable, it'll help me even the more. Mm. Yeah. So having that um having that person who's either already been through it or is willing to support you through it. Um just kinda gets us to the first point of you saying like what are you struggling what you are struggling with is nothing new but it's new to me though mm-hmm. so what what why <laughs> it's new to me so and I, and I understand right like uh you know I talk I'm a woman I have a mother who's yeah. still living and so she's 
gone through she's been 36 before right so i can ask her questions about what it means to be in this stage of life so it's nothing new but the i think these internal conflicts that we do have or the struggles with addiction um can feel very isolating and maybe that's because no one else i don't know yeah so um no temptation has overtaken you except such as is coming to man. Mm-hmm. That and on saying what you're struggling is it's nothing new. Yeah, it may be new to you, but it's not new to humanity. Someone has been through it before. Yeah, someone has dealt with it, and 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 oftentimes we when we get in in these states or this addiction, and then we like we want to come out of. We feel bad about ourselves. We we often feel like I'm the only one going through this. I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. Why me? Yeah. Why it's just me? Yeah. No, it's not just you. You this temptation is not. It's not uncommon. And so and so, if we if we treat it as if it's not uncommon, that means we can seek people for help. Mm-hmm. We can go through uh those who have endured before mm-hmm. and, and and ask them how they made it through it or like you said you could trust the advice of someone of wisdom mm-hmm. they say hey this how i handled this portion of life where i was and and so that that's why i say yo this is this is not new and this is what the bible is saying this is no all of us will go through temptation mm-hmm. we'll have some form of temptation that we have to do divine god tempts us mm-hmm. like he did abraham when he was about to slay his own son mm-hmm. we got demonic temptations where the devil god temptation is to help us the devil he wanted to destroy us mm-hmm. when he even when he tested jesus right and then we just got human temptation things around us that we get ourselves in mm-hmm. things we see um that we want that we want to please ourselves with but we have to know that, yo, whatever we're going through, this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. And so we, so if we, if we treat it as it is new, there is no cure for it. Mm. All right. So if I had the flu and I go to the doctor, they have something to help me. Mm-hmm. They got the little pack pills you take every so often, and it uh, the flu will go away. However, in March 20, or at least 2020, mm-hmm. it was a virus that was new mm-hmm. that nobody had a cure for for a whole year. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people died because there was nothing to help prevent them from getting sick from the, or dying from the coronavirus mm-hmm. because we still can get sick from it, but now we have... Uh, vaccines that prevents us mm-hmm. from dying from it you feel what i'm mm-hmm. saying and so if we if we treat treat whatever we're going through these temptations we are enduring if we treat it like there is a vaccine mm-hmm. and not well it's only me i'm the only one doing yeah, this i yeah. can't make it through this i can't handle it uh uh i always be this way you feel what mm-hmm. i'm saying um there, there will never be any change that's why Paul was saying there is no temptation that is uncommon to man. Right? All of 
humanity have experienced. You no, know, the Bible was written thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. And what they went through back then, we're enduring some of the same stuff right now mm-hmm. with modern technology on a higher level mm-hmm. at easier rates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you feel what I'm saying? The, the so access to it. We have. You feel? Mm-hmm. And, 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 but it still is not all, all that you're going through now, somebody has already endured. Mm-hmm. And that should give us hope mm. as to say, if they went through it, they they came out of it. Now, some people may not, mm-hmm. but let me get out of this because I know I can because I've seen other people or I've heard of. And if I have not, Google is a powerful tool. Very powerful. <laughs> and you can find some stuff, but, mm-hmm. but that's why I say it, it's not, yeah, it's new to me. Yeah. I've never been here before. I've never experienced this before. But I know I can make it because if I'm a Bible reader, I know God helped other people who dealt with the same thing. Samson, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. was addicted to Philistine women. (laughs) 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 You you feel what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. And and we see his demise Mm -hmm. come from his addiction. But God still was able to use him. Yeah. Because even in his death, he still fulfilled his purpose. Mm-hmm. David, mm-hmm. addicted. To everything. Right. We see Noah even drinking, you know, mm-hmm. to drunkenness. But God still used him. No. So if we look at biblical stories like, oh, that you know, this is not uncommon. Mm-hmm. We've been here before. Yeah. You know, Solomon, you know, he had over a thousand wives. And he really? Yeah. He was the wisest man in the Bible. When he prayed, he asked for wisdom. And it all came from his women. He, he, that's how he gained his women. Uh, he was a player player from the Himalayas. Yeah, no, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Cut that, cut that out, cut that out. <laughs> no, edit that part out. But it's, it's just, no, we all, it, it proves to us that we all have something that challenges our mental ability to stay focused and committed to our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. All of us, no matter who we are. And we can see it in the biblical heroes in, in the Bible. And we go through Hebrews chapter 11, we see the Hall of Fame of Faith. Mm-hmm. We can look at what issues they had, even though they've made this level of faith that we have this great cloud of witnesses mm-hmm. who are watching us, who knows what we are experiencing even now. Mm-hmm. And so we 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 can't feel that when when you're trying to recover from some form of addiction or some form of temptation that you've fallen into. Mm-hmm. You can't say, oh, this this has only happened to me. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at it from that perspective that it's only happening to me, you'll never know that there is a vaccine. Mm. <laughs> you'll never know that there is a healing, there is a cure for whatever you're going through. And so you'll stay in that same state and die mm-hmm. rather than seeking help that you may live. Mm. Mm. That was good. That was really good. I don't know. That was good. 
So, uh, in the you, we talked about the divine temptations, the demonic temptations, and the human temptations. Mm-hmm. And can you help decipher the three? So, uh, using the Abraham example, right? So, with divine temptation, um, that was God was testing his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. With looking at it from the demonic temptation. It would. It could potentially be um, your son's about to uh, have a greater impact on the world than you are. You want to be the one who's leading it, so you need to kill him. And then looking at the human temptation of this is law. I don't have a, a lamb, but I have you, and the law says that I must go to the altar and have a a living sacrifice. So how do we decipher which one these are uh, for ourselves and respond accordingly? Right. Ultimately, you got to have a relationship with God. Mm. You have to have a strong relationship with God, and that comes from a strong devotional life where you spend time with God every day so that you can be able to hear the voice of God clearly when he is speaking to you. Because if not, you'll hear voices. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you all, but I hear voices in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I'm a little crazy. I'm not all the way crazy. But I got to know the voice that I'm hearing is the voice of God. Yep. And so that's how you're able to discern what is going on. Is God testing me in this moment? Mm-hmm. Is the devil tempting me? Mm-hmm. Or am I allowing myself to be in this, con- this position? Yeah. And so if you have that that ultimately commitment to God where you are entangled, mm-hmm. fully committed to this relationship with God, you'll be able to hear his voice clearly and be as Abraham, go where he's telling you and trust what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And you would always know that God will never tempt you to do something um that would destroy your relationship with him. Mm. All right. He tempted David mm-hmm. with Bathsheba. That 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 caused friction between us and God because it's sin. Mm-hmm. Right? He he tempts um he tempts Jesus. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you be the son of God, jump down and see if the angels will come and save you. You feel mm-hmm. me? And so it, it, you got to understand, though, will God tempt you with doing something that goes against his law, mm-hmm. and his rules and his regulations? So you got to have that strong relationship with God where you can know, OK, this mm-hmm. voice that I'm hearing, this is the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you're not if you're not confident in that, then it may, it may not be the voice of God. Yeah. Yeah. And so having that relationship, our commitment to him, his commitment to us, which is the second point your second point um and it's it's because we have a a god who is faithful and um at times it feels as if uh what god is picking on us Mm -hmm. um and because it's you will be tempted it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when um how do you navigate or how how should we navigate the space of God gives his biggest test to his strongest soldiers. 
That's it. You got to trust that's God. Um, now, did I say that or did you hear somebody else say that? I've heard it said before. I right. think you also mentioned it in the sermon. I yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... So I I think of it in in two ways as you as you think about it. I think about it as like yes, you know, I've endured, I've grown, I'm able to because of the relationship, I'm able to um carry more as as I grow, right? Like if you're working out, you can lift more weights the more that you practice, right? And then on the other side, kind of I think it at times it can live in the realm of I can quit when I want to, or, you know, like I'm I'm stronger than my addiction. The saying, you know, God God's got me, type, of um, language that has validity, but also can potentially be used as a cop out. Right. So, uh, just referring to the scripture, God is faithful. Will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. That's that's what the scripture says. It says mm-hmm. God is faithful, and since God is faithful, um, when we when He allow us to be tempted, He's not going to put us in positions where we completely give out. Mm. He's going to tempt us or allow us to be um, endure to the space where we can. Where we'll be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. Bible says, "No, if you can't suffer for me, you can't reign with me." Mm. That's and 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 oftentimes, you no, know, and I feel like, yo, God, I've been faithful to you, right? Mm-hmm. You should alleviate some yeah. of these problems. No, I shouldn't have to go through mm-hmm. what everybody else go through because I've been faithful. In my walk to you, mm-hmm. but God says, "Yo, um, sorry, I have no respect of person. There's no favoritism. Why? why? And, God, why? And my righteousness is still nothing but a filthy rag before His presence. You feel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I do. If allows, I don't like it. <laughs> he He allows it to rain on the just and the the unjust, and so, um, but He. He is faithful in that even though I endure, I have him with me. Mm-hmm. Three Hebrew boys can testify to that. That even though they were thrown in the fiery furnace mm-hmm. and the ones that were throwing them in died from the fire. Mm-hmm. When they got in, God got in with them. Daniel can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Um, that when they told him to stop praying, he kept praying. And when they threw him in the lion's den, God got in it with him. Mm-hmm. Paul and Silas, I'm trying not to preach, but you look like you're pushing me. Paul and <laughs> Silas can attest to that. That when they rebuked this spirit to come out of this little girl and they mm-hmm. beat them and threw them in prison, God got in it with them. Mm-hmm. And so even with those those are temptations to to give up. God gets in it with us. Mm. And and I would rather have God with me in a lion's den than for me to be on the mountaintop by myself. 
Mm. Right. I'd rather God be with me in the battlefield mm -hmm. than to be in a peaceful state with mm -hmm. nothing, no, no one around me because God's presence means more to me than anything else. Mm -hmm. And so that's why Paul said, yo, God is faithful. God is faithful that even you, 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 what you're going through is not uncommon, mm -hmm. but know this, you have a faithful God to go with you when you go through. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we can see this, this is just this evident in my life. I know it's evident in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and with the challenges that I face, the problems and the issues that I've endured, um, the great thing about it is knowing I have a God that'll be right by my side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's powerful because I think <clears throat> we can feel when we've made those choices that have brought us to a place of addiction. We we do feel alone, but God's still there in us, with us mm -hmm. in that, uh, and we need to cling on to that. He doesn't abandon us. Right. He's He's there with us throughout all of it. Uh, your your third point is the I'm committed because I'm not trapped. That that was hard to process at first mm -hmm. because I do feel like we can get trapped in addiction. Um, but understanding that the temptation can't hold me, um, and you define the word escape as a way out of distress. Um, and, and I, and I have a, I have a question for you is kind of, how do we know the difference between what's temptation versus what a, versus a test and what we need to learn or are they the same? Yeah, I'll, no, I think the two words go together. Okay. Um, temptation and, and testing is trying, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to see, um, you know, people break it down. And temptation is to push you to sin. A test is to do something to give you something to make you better. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, but they both are trying. Yeah. Te no, they, they're they're um, they are designed to prove something about the person or thing that's being tested, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so I think they go hand to hand because they, they're trying to prove the worth of something, right? Yeah. Um, I say, you know, I struggle with that, 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 that point because, but I'm a biblical preacher, right? Yes. And so I try to stay consistent with what the text is saying. That's it, so it, good. It says, <laughs> it says with but with the temptation will also make the way of escape mm -hmm. that you may be able to bear it. Mm -hmm. And, and oftentimes in reading that scripture, you would think that God has given us a way out. Yes. But he's given us a way through. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I give you a way of escape. Mm -hmm. All right. That you may be able to bear it. That's not him pulling us out of it. And so oftentimes, like you said, when I'm in addiction, when I'm in temptation, when I'm in sin, when I'm when I'm when I'm in something that's feel uncomfortable, we feel trapped inside of it. Mm -hmm. But Paul said we're not trapped. We're going to get through this. 
because you have a way out and you can bear it because Jesus is going to give you enough grace to handle it. Paul says in Corinthians nine, where he says um, three times I inquired of the Lord mm -hmm. that he would remove this thorn from my flesh. And every time he denied me my request. And he told me my grace is sufficient for everything that you're going through. That's God saying, um, you're in it. Mm -hmm. I'm not pulling you out of, it, out of it, but I'm giving you what you need to go through it. Mm. So you're not trapped by yeah. it because trap means you are stopped. Yeah. You are encaged. Mm -hmm. You can't move or, or you, you isolate it. Mm hmm. But in the midst of your temptation or in the midst of you being in these particular states of mind that you think this addiction is going to control you, God is saying, I'm going to give you what you need mm -hmm. to handle it. Mm. Right. So that you can be able to overcome it at some point in life. And so I'm not trapped. I don't, and, and that's. That's a mentality mm -hmm. that we must develop. Yeah. I'm not, this, this, this don't have me. This is not holding me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I have, I have what I need to make it through this. I'm not trapped by it. I'm going to bear this. I'm going to handle it. I'm going to take it on. And, and that's the mentality change you must, you must have in your mind. Because if you are constantly feeling trapped, you constantly feeling isolated or abandoned what's gonna happen mm -hmm. you're gonna stay in that same addiction that you've been in yeah. because you just can't see a way out mm -hmm. but if you change your mind like no nah, this don't have me yeah i'm not trapped i'm in it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah right i'm i'm in it i'm definitely in it because i i can feel the symptoms of it uh but but i'm i'm, I'm not trapped yeah. so it's a mentality change definitely mentality change i think I think that's so important to note because, you know, your mind, your mind's trapped mm -hmm. in, in those spaces. But to know that, to comprehend, to talk through, um, saying out loud affirmations that you are not trapped, um, that's a game changer for how we approach it to go through Um and and the, we've talked about before how the thought is like being a Christian, you get to fast pass a lot of stuff or fast track a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you move around, you maneuver, you got the cheat codes. I mean, you do, but you still have to play the boss level. Right. You still have to go through it to get to the to that next stage and that um, in the in the story of life. So, um, my last question to you is. Uh, how can people get in touch with resources to be able to help them get through these challenges and addictions that they have? Right. So, number one, um, I say put God first. Mm -hmm. You really have to strengthen your spiritual life. Because I believe the stronger your spiritual life is, the stronger your mental life can be. Mm -hmm. Would it help you with your physical conditions? Um, mm -hmm. So, contact the church. Um and um, we can help you develop, need to develop some form of devotional life where mm -hmm. 
you talk to God and you can hear God talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say also um, here at the church, we provide um, behavior health mm-hmm. um, and we have a substance and drug abuse counselor or anyone that uh, here on Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and on Thursdays from 1 to 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Or they can contact Anissa's Family Therapy directly. And now the United States of America have developed um, a line that you can call that 988. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can call that number and they can help them if they need some help. Great. That's, those are all the questions I have. You that's all me? that. You, that's it. That's it. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Thanks, Pastor. Appreciate you. you having um, taking time out to to talk with me and, and go through the sermon. Um, continue to look for new content on our page uh, and visit our website mtzlife.com. Until then, have a wonderful day and stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Peace.